Good morning, everyone. Welcome to Tenor Meeting Holiness Ministries. My name is Overseer Ken Simmons. We are located in Maryville, Indiana, 46410. Our phone number is 219-902-0369. Our worship hours is on Sundays at 10 a.m. And our Bible study is Tuesdays at 7 p.m. As well as our Sunday school, which comes on Fridays at 7 p.m. as well. Um, all of those are live. And you can see us on Facebook. Um, also, please check out our Twitter and our Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Um, don't forget to hit the like button. Don't forget to hit the notification bell so you can get all the latest content that is on this channel. If you would like to donate or be a part of Tenor Meeting Holiness Ministries, go to our website where you will see everything that we do there. Uh, you can reach us at T-O-M-M-I-N-C dot slash 10 of meeting. And if you would like to email us or talk to us, email us at T-O-M-M-I-N-C at yahoo.com. Now back to our service. Welcome to 10 of meeting Holiness Ministries. My name is Overseer Ken Simmons. We are located in Maryville, Indiana, and today we're going to be in the book of Romans 8 now uh, we did Romans 1 through um, 11 last week and I think we kind of touched on 12 but we're going to do 12 today we're going to start on 12 today so Romans 8 and 12 is where we're going to be we're going to be talking about heirs with Christ heirs with Christ Amen. now a lot of people you know when we talk about being an heir And the definition of an heir is a person who inherits or has a right of inheritance in the property of another following that person's death. Now, we look at that because usually when you inherit something is after they pass away. Is right after death. Now, as we know that Jesus died on the cross for us, mm-hmm. we have an inheritance after his death. Right. We have an inheritance after his death, more so than we had before he died. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And this is what we're going to get into today. 12. So Romans 8 and 12, and it starts out. So then, brothers... We are debtors, not to the flesh, to live according to the flesh. We are not in debtors, we're not in debt to the flesh, but we are debtors to our spirit. So when we don't want to live according to the flesh. And 13 says, For if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if by the Spirit you put to death the deeds of the body, you will live. So, a live according to the flesh means you're going to die in the flesh. But if you live according to the Spirit, you'll have a 
a chance at everlasting life. Mm -hmm. Right? Right. When you live according to the Spirit, you put to death the things of the flesh. Right. This is what it means to die to yourself. Because you're letting the Spirit lead you and the flesh lays dormant. When you're in the world, the flesh leads you. Anything that your heart desires, you just go do it. You go do it, you get into it, you are doing all of this stuff out of the world. And it says that you will you will live when you live according to the Spirit. 14 says, For all who are led by the Spirit of God are sons of God. Now this is the inheritance that we have. Mm -hmm. We become sons of God when we live by God's Spirit. Right. We become children uh -uh. of God. Mm -hmm. Because we're doing what God said do. He's our Father. When we don't live according to Christ, God is not our Father. Uh -uh. Satan is. Right. Jesus tells us that in the Scripture. Yeah. He said, "You don't follow my Father because you are not of my Father. Uh -uh. Your Father is Satan." <laughs> right. Fifteen says, "For you did not receive the spirit of slavery." To fall back into fear. You didn't. You didn't get the spirit of slavery. To fall back into fear. Mm -hmm. You didn't come into Christ. So you can. Fall into fear. Mm -hmm. You know people let fear lead them into Christ. Which is dangerous. Mm-hmm. Because that will make you fall away from Christ. Because you're so scared of what will happen when you do something wrong. That you just say, forget it, I'm not even going to follow that no more. It's too much. You don't follow God out of fear. You follow God out of reverence. But you have received the spirit of adoption as sons by whom we cry, Abba, Father. God adopts us into His spirit. Mm -hmm. Because this is the spirit that we chose to follow. Uh -huh. Now, once we, feel, once, we, once we come into that spirit... 16 said, the Spirit Himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. You say that I'm, I'm following Christ. Well, the Spirit of the Lord comes to check out your spirit and see if that's true or not. So you get the idea of you can't do God. His spirit can check your spirit anytime. Mm 
we know that the Spirit of God is checking our spirit? God tests us all the time. Uh -uh. We get tested constantly. Right? Right. We are children of God. Right. 17 says, and if children, then heirs. We become heirs because Jesus died on the cross for us. Uh -huh. So we inherit what he has. And then it says heirs of God and fellow heirs with Christ. Right. It's important to know that the fellow heirs with Christ means we inherited what Christ has. That's right. Because he conquered death, we conquer death also when yes. we're in Christ. Which means if we are in the world, Death has conquered us. Uh -huh. right. See? That's right. Now, he goes on to say, heirs of God and fellow heirs with Christ, provided we suffer with him in order that we may also be glorified with him. Uh -huh. We must suffer with him. And a lot of people believe that you can come to Christ and once you come to Christ, all of your woes just go away. <laughs> that is far from the truth. That's uh -uh. so true. Now we always talk about being a Christian. Sure. Now we understand what Christian means. It means being Christ-like. Well, Christ had a cross to bear. Mm. That means when you come to Christ, so will you. Jesus himself said if you was to follow me pick up your cross and follow me uh, <laughs> right. Right? right that means you have a cross to bear yourself you coming with me because I'm going to the cross that means you gotta go there too we want the good parts of being in Christ without taking the the uh, suffering that Christ went through. Yeah. Which in fact, the suffering is what makes you. It's what builds you into Christ. Uh -huh. The suffering is what builds your faith. Right. 18 says, for I consider that the suffering of this present time are not worth comparing with the glory that is to be revealed to us. When you think about the suffering that you're going through on this earth, and what he's saying in this chapter is that is nothing compared to the glory that you have to go to. Uh -huh. It wouldn't make sense for your suffering to be worse than the glory that you will receive at the end. Right. Uh, right. Right? Right. It just wouldn't make sense uh, for the suffering to be more than the glory that you receive at the end. Right. <coughs> so we have something to look forward to when you stick it out. 
Right. When you stick with your faith, we don't understand everything about God. We understand what we understand. But we do know that there is a better place to go to than here. Yes. And in a lot of ways, it's a lot of things better than being here. Uh-uh. So true. Things that got so bad here. You'd rather be somewhere else. <laughs> hmm. So there is, in this present time, are not worth comparing the glory that is to be revealed to us. We can't even imagine the glory that God has for us. In the end, 19 says, For the creation waits with eager longing for revealing of the Son of God. That within itself is so amazing that the creation is waiting eager for God to come back. But we believe in within ourselves that there is nothing else besides God. There's nothing else after this. We got people that just believe in all kinds of stuff, but don't believe that there's anything uh -huh. after this. But the creation itself always, they, they have that understanding. The trees understand this. The grass understands this. Right. The animals understand this. Everything understands this. Right? Right. But us. <laughs> 20 says, For the creation was subject to the futility, not willing, but because of him who subjected it, in hope that the creation itself will be set free from its bondage to corruption and obtain the freedom of the glory of the children of God. The creation itself known that there is a there is a box that is put in mm -hmm. and it understands that once Jesus comes back, we'll be free from all of it. Uh -huh. right. 22 says, For we know the whole creation has been groaning together in the pains of childbirth until now. And not only the creation, but we ourselves who have the first fruits of the spirit grown inwardly as we await eagerly for adoption as sons. Now he was saying that basically before Jesus died on the cross there was an eagerness from creation waiting to be free by Christ. Uh -huh. Why was now the interesting thing about this statement is that from the beginning of time, 
creation already knew that it was going to be free in Christ. How did it know that? Because God wrote in creation the death, burial, and resurrection of his son. It's written in creation. Right. It's written in the stars. Mm -hmm. It's written in the things that God has created. Mm -hmm. So creation already knows the death, burial, and resurrection of Christ. So creation itself was already waiting on it before uh -huh. he got there. Because they knew he was coming. We know this because when you look at the stars, the stars tell the story of the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Right. And how do we know that? Well, for starters, when Jesus was born, you have the wise man that was following what? Star. A star. Uh -huh. And where did the star lead them to? Christ. Christ. <laughs> That's right. Not only did the star lead them to Christ, but the, the star knew where Christ was. Right. They knew, the star knew who Christ is. That's right. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> so it's written in everything that God created. Right. Uh -huh. Twenty-three says, and not only the creation, but we ourselves, who have the first fruits of the Spirit, we groan inwardly as we await eagerly for adoption as sons, the redemption of our bodies, our souls. Our souls is something that don't die, that understands God is waiting on the Redeemer. And we know this because our souls come from God. Mm -hmm. When the breath of the life came into us, it gave us souls. Uh -huh, uh -huh. Right? Mm -hmm. We know this because it says when God breathed into Adam, man became a living soul. So ever since that living soul became man, it's been longing to be free from the flesh. Wow. 24 says, for in this hope we were saved. Now hope that is seen is not hope. For who hopes? For what he sees. You don't hope for what you see. You hope for things that you can't. That's not to be seen. But if we hope for what we do not see. We wait for it with patience. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. Well why can't I hope for. A car that I see. You don't hope for that. You just want it. You can obsess over it. 
Uh-huh. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> but to hope for it is a whole different thing. You hope for something that, and when you can't see something that you hope for, then you have patience for it because you don't mind waiting. Twenty-six says likewise. The Spirit helps us in our weakness. For we do not know what to pray for as we ought. But the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words. Now, for we do not know what to pray. That's interesting. It doesn't say we may not know what to pray. Sometimes we know what to pray. It says we do not know what to pray. Now, if we do not know what to pray, if you are not in Christ, who are you praying to? Because it says, we do not know what to pray, for as we ought, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us. So, you have to have the Spirit to intercede into your prayer. Now, if you don't have the Spirit of God in you, where's your prayer going? Uh-huh. Right? Mm -hmm. uh -huh. And then it says when the Spirit, when the Spirit intercedes, it says, the Spirit intercedes for us with groaning too deep for words. Mm -hmm. So when the Spirit talks for us, it talks in a language we don't even understand. Mm. Which makes it, you have to be in Christ Jesus and you have to have the Holy Spirit in order to get God's attention. Uh-huh. Because if you are praying and you're not in Christ and you don't have the Holy Spirit and you pray, your pray, your prayer is going nowhere. Now, 27 says, And he who searches hearts knows what is the mind of the Spirit. Because the Spirit intercedes for the saints according to the will of God. The Spirit intercedes for the saints. It didn't say the Spirit intercedes for all mankind. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Which means you have to be in Christ for interceding of the Spirit. Right. Right? That's right. It says, He who searches hearts, which is God, knows what is the mind of the Spirit. God already knows what the Spirit is looking for. Uh -huh. 
and the Spirit intercedes for the saints. So it's just like God goes to the room where the prayers of the saints is, where the where the Spirit is interceding. That's the only place God goes to get the prayers of the saints. Now anywhere else doesn't matter because God knows the Spirit and that's who He focuses on. So your prayers have to go to the to the spirit of God, because that's where He's gonna go and pick them up. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Right. You don't go to your next door neighbor to get a letter for you. <laughs> Usually. <laughs> Post office. Post office, <laughs> but but you see what I'm saying, right? Yes. Yeah. The letters come to your house. You go to your mailbox. All right. Right. Twenty eight says, and we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good. For those who are called according to his purpose. Now. Now all of these things are working. and Now. I want you to understand that. What we're reading. Is the interworkings. Of how God. Answers prayers. This is. We are looking at God's mail room <laughs> for prayers. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, you're right. And the process it goes through for God to get them. Uh-huh. You pray through the Spirit. The Spirit checks your spirit to see if you have the Spirit of God. Then once it does that, it goes up to God. Uh-huh. It can't go any other way. And then God comes and he hears the prayers of the saints. That's what we just read, right? Mm -hmm. This is the inner workings of how the prayers get answered in heaven. So now that we see that, and it says all of these things work, work together for good. Uh -huh. It says, for those who are who are called according to his purpose. For those whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son. These people are predestined. Uh -huh. Right? Right. We are predestined. Which means before we were even here, we were predestined to be who we are in Christ. Right. Uh -huh. For those whom he foreknew, he also predestined to conform to the image of his son. God had already planned it out that you would be in Christ. Mm. Now, that 
doesn't mean you will always follow Christ. Uh -huh, uh -huh. That just means God has predestined you to be in Christ. Right. Now whether you do it or not is up to you. Uh -huh. right. Now, so you understand when you go to judgment, mm -hmm. God can use your life against you when you don't come to Christ because if we are predestined like scripture says and he foreknew this then everything will be against you in judgment because God has put everything in your path for you to come to Christ and you refused uh -huh. right. Right. Wow. so uh, what's going to happen is in judgment He's going to point out all the little, all of the uh, different areas where you could have came to Christ and you didn't. Wow. Well, I put this person in your way and then you had a chance to go to Christ, but you didn't. You had you had went to church the one day and they asked you to come up to the front where I had sins upon them and I, and I moved on your heart, but you didn't go nowhere. Uh -huh. You just sat there. Wow. You had a chance to help somebody come to Christ yourself and you didn't do it. I put it in your heart and told you what to say to him and you just kept going. Wow. And what happens is your life just becomes a witness against you yeah. in judgment. Because of the things you didn't do in Christ. Because he had predestined you. And you didn't follow through. Uh huh. Uh huh. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And then it says in twenty nine when it goes through it says for those whom he foreknew he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son. He says in order that he might be the firstborns among many brothers. Wow. Which means these are, some of these people are supposed to be the leaders. You were supposed to be one of my leaders and you didn't follow through. Sure, sure. You're supposed to be the firstborn among many brothers. Because what's and, and, and you hear this among many brothers the firstborn among many brothers what does that mean that means that God had put you in a position and you were predestined to come to Christ God had put everything in your wake so you can come to Christ why to bring other people the many brothers to Christ you were supposed to be the first of this line of people who were supposed to be up under you that you were supposed to bring if you would have followed through. But you didn't follow through and all of those people fell off. Sure, sure. Wow. Thirty says, and those whom he predestined, he also called. And those he called, he also justified. And those whom he justified, he also glorified. God put everything into you 
So he predestined you from the beginning. And then he says, and he called you. And once he has called you and you answer the call, now you are justified through Christ. And now that you are justified, God is going to glorify you because you're going to glorify him. God doesn't mind glorifying you as long as you are glorifying him. Isn't that something? Now, then 31 says, what then shall we say these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? God gives us all of that stuff. Who can be against you if God is working that much for you? Uh-huh, uh-huh. He's predestined you. He's put things in your wake. He's glorifying you. He's justifying you. He's called you. He's did all of these things. And if God is on your side to that level, who can be against you? Right. 32 says, He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all, how will he not also with him graciously give us all things? God didn't spare his own son. Right? And gave, it, and gave him up for us all. So if God put his all in all, even his son, to help us out. Why would he help us out to that degree. And then allow us to fall. <laughs> uh, uh. It doesn't make sense. No. 33 says. Who shall bring any charge against God's elect? It is God who justifies. And when he says who can. He means the devil. The devil is always going to God against us. But how can, the, how can the devil go to God against the very elect that God has already justified? When God justifies us, that's it. Now the root word of justify is justice. And God is a just God. So if God put his stamp on us that's the end all be all that's it yeah. Yeah. who is to condemn it says Christ Jesus is the one who died more than that who was raised who is at the right hand of God uh-huh. who indeed is interceding for us Right. Now, we talked about the interceding of the prayers coming up. There was an interceding. That's God. That's Jesus Christ. Uh-huh. He's interceding for us. God raised Jesus from the dead. Uh-huh. 
Which means that God justified Jesus by raising him from the dead. Jesus was pure and he was wrongly accused of death. So God raised him because he wasn't he wasn't justly accused. Uh -huh, uh -huh. You see? He didn't do anything wrong. Right. But he was killed by law for nothing. Uh -huh. So the way God justified Jesus is by resurrecting him from death. And now that he sits at the right hand of God, as he says, who, in, who indeed is interceding for us. So now Jesus is speaking on that same level for us. God, he's justified. God, he's justified. So anybody that is in Christ, we're justified. And we don't have to see death uh -huh, uh -huh. from the spiritual aspect. Thirty-five says, "Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation, or distress, or persecution, or famine, or nakedness, or danger, or the sword?" And then it says, "As it is written." For your sake we are being killed all the day long. We are regarded as sheep to be slaughtered. And then 37 says, No, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who love us. Now, the tribulations that we go through, the, st the stress that we go through, the persecution that we go through, the famine, the nakedness, the danger, uh -huh. Being shot and killed. All of these different things. These things. It's not going to change. How God feels about us. And how we feel about him. Uh -huh. Right? right. Uh -huh. Those things can still not separate us from the love of Christ. I don't have to worry about all of my bills because I have the love of Christ. I don't have to worry about the things that are going on in my life because I have the love of Christ. I don't have to worry about getting another job because I have the love of Christ. All of the things that you would worry about, you don't have to worry about because you have the love of Christ. Mm -hmm. Now, when having the love of Christ, that means you love Christ and Christ loves you back. So that, so that. Right. that means you reside in God and God resides in you. Which means you know that God is taking care of you. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Right. 38 says, For I am sure that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, uh -huh. nor powers, nor heights, nor depths, 
nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. That's amazing. There is nothing that the world can throw at us to separate us from God as long as we stay in Christ. Say that, say that. There's nothing God will look at in this world and say, okay, well, I can't deal with them no more. He created it all. Uh-uh. Isn't it interesting that it says, nor angels? Mm -hmm. Right. There's angels out there that's trying to separate you from God. Seriously. <laughs> Isn't that something? Yeah. And we've seen fallen angels. We've read about them. Oh, yeah. No kind of rulers. Nor angels, uh -uh. nor death, life, none of that. No powers, people, real, real powerful people. We we look at as powerful folks. Uh -huh. Can't separate us from God. See no. You in Christ and you in Jesus. The Pope come to you and say, God don't love you. You ain't gotta worry about that. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. Right. <laughs> right. You don't. Scripture tells us to know God for yourself. Amen. Amen. We have to know that we are heirs with God. We have to know. What are what our promises that God has made us are? Uh -huh. How these things work in our life? Uh -huh. How what being in Christ means? It's very important to know this uh -huh. because the more you know about how Christ loves you, the bigger your faith will be. Uh -huh. Yeah. And you won't waver because you understand it. Say that. You understand your walk with Christ. You understand how God works in your life. That's why it's so important to make Jesus Christ your Lord and Savior. Uh -huh. That's right. And Allow God to come into your life, to your home, to your job, and change things uh -huh. that you are not happy with. Yeah. You know things are in your life that's, that's going wrong. There are things that you just, you don't know why it's going the way it's going. and You wish everything was a little better. Uh -huh. You've tried everything, but you haven't tried Christ.
Try Christ. Amen. Father, in the name of Jesus, we just thank you for these scriptures today. We thank you for understanding what we, we have a new understanding of what being an heir to you is. And we thank your son, Jesus Christ, for dying on the cross for us. And now we have a chance at everlasting life. Father, we thank and praise your name. In the mighty name of your son, Jesus Christ, we pray and we say, Amen. Amen. Stay blessed and faithful. Uh -huh, uh -huh. Hi, thanks for watching Tenant Meeting Holiness Ministries. To hear more of God's Word, please subscribe to this channel. Don't forget to hit the like button or the notification bell to get all the latest content that is on this channel. Thanks again for coming. And as always, stay blessed and faithful.